Welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. My name is Tiffany O'Donnell, and I'm the CEO of Women Lead Change. Our special guests this week on our podcast are the women of the Women Lead Change staff. We ask them questions, and now you get to hear their answers. First, the team's going to tell us a little bit about themselves and their superpower. I am Morgan Schmall. I am based out of the Cedar Rapids office, and I am the director of operations at Women Lead Change. I would say my superpower is time management with two little toddlers at home, knowing how to get stuff done really quick and kind of compartmentalizing that is pretty important. I am Mackenzie Caligiuri and I'm the marketing coordinator out of the Des Moines office. And I would say my superpower is, is always willing to learn and try different things out and trying to stay calm when things don't always work out perfectly. My name is Jade Romagna. I am the Cedar Rapids corridor program coordinator. I'm from Dubuque, Iowa, but here in Cedar Rapids now, I would say that my superpower is following my passion and figuring out how to uh, make it my life. I've been able to uh, connect all of the things I'm passionate about and make it a career. I'm Anna Fisher. I'm the event coordinator for Womenly Change, and I'm out of the Cedar Rapids office. And I'd say that my superpower would be staying calm or at least looking calm when I'm stressed. I'm Amy Eaton. I'm the Director of Marketing and Strategic Development in our Des Moines office. And I'm going to go with uh, having a sense of humor. Um, I think I uh, have the ability to look at things a little bit differently, um, but also when, when I'm with a group, I just, I just love to laugh. I love to be happy. Um, I think that helps uh, lighten up some things sometimes. Hi, everybody. I'm Bobby Segura, and I'm the Regional Manager located in, uh, in Des Moines. And I would say my superpower is that I am a connector. I make it a habit to never say no to an invitation to have coffee. And I have met some of the most incredible people just because they've reached out and I've sat down with them with coffee. So I'd say I'm a connector. Hi, I'm Becky Alpin in the Quad Cities and I am an outreach coordinator. My superpower, I would say, is probably that glass half full. It's always half full, no matter what kind of things are going on in my life and things like that. I can always kind of twist it and, and put a positive spin on it much to some people's dismay, but it works for me. So that's it. I am Tiffany O'Donnell. I am the CEO of women lead change. My superpower is endless, relentless, maniacal optimism. I truly believe we have the ability to choose that. And I work every day to make sure I choose optimism. It's way more fun and it works. Mount Mercy University was founded in 1928 by a group of bold women intent on breaking barriers. Inspired by the Sisters of Mercy, Mount Mercy is committed to fulfilling their mission to expand abilities, equip you to lead with purpose, and empower you to accomplish your goals. Mount Mercy offers graduate, accelerated, and traditional programs to people from all walks of life. Their forward-thinking, future-focused approach puts you on the path toward success. Mount Mercy University, the future is female. Their past was too. Discover more at mtmercy.edu. Okay, Amy, you're first. Okay, what was your very first job out of college? Oh, I love talking about my first job out of college because I uh, used to work in athletics. So I was at Iowa State University and I graduated from there with a, a degree in journalism, but I worked in the athletic media relations department. 
so when everybody got to go to the games, I was actually working at the games. So all the sports I ran, uh, wrestling and women's gymnastics, which was insane. Uh, after that, I ended up deciding I wanted to stay in athletics. And so I applied several places, ended up accepting a position at Stanford University. So my mom and I uh, packed up the car and drove across the country sight unseen. I accepted the job and actually accepted a, a room to live with some roommates who I'd never met in my life. But it was a, an absolutely wild experience. I got to work for the women's basketball team. Anybody who knows women's basketball, college women's basketball knows Tara Vanderveer. Uh, she's absolutely phenomenal. And I got to work for the women's basketball team, produced uh, NCAA men's and women's water polo. I'm from Iowa. I had no idea what water polo was uh, until I got there and um, then hosted an NCAA championship. So it was a, it was a wild ride. It was a really fun year. Was it something you always thought you would do or always wanted to do? You know, once I got into athletics, I really, I loved the, uh, the energy behind it. I loved the, the game day and, and all the kind of crazy things happening. There was never a, a day that was the same. And I think that's what's kind of propelled me. Even when I got out of athletics, I got into outdoor events and now I'm here with indoor conferences and things. So there's always that, um, that element of just a different thing every day that kind of fed my soul, I guess. Interesting. Okay. So I'm just curious now, before I let you go, Amy, what is it about that experience or can you identify something in that experience that you bring with you still today? You know, it is a lot of thinking on the fly. Sometimes it is a lot of uh, having presence when you're meeting people who you never thought you'd meet before, which I, I find that very likely with my athletics experience. Um, and it was always just, just being ready with whatever the media needed, with whatever stats might be coming our way. Um, it was just a, a super, super wild experience. As you talk to parents who have all these concerns about what their kids are going to be when they grow up and making all of these plans, it is so interesting when someone like you talks about this experience that you really haven't done anything in athletics since then, right? I haven't. And I will tell you from that perspective, when I left athletics, my dad looked at me and said, uh, how are you going to get another job? You've only worked in athletics. And so we had that conversation, you know, everything I did completely related to everything I did now. It was marketing, it was PR, um, it was media relations. It was all transferable. It was just an event that happened to be an athletic event. So it was, uh, it was cool to be part of some really neat different teams. That's a great lesson for all of us. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Morgan Schmall. Morgan, tell us what you like to do on the weekends. I hear little tidbits every now and then see pictures my husband and I, and actually our whole family, we go drag racing every weekend from May to October. I grew up drag racing. I started racing when I was eight years old. Um, I've done it ever since my husband, exact same story. He grew up racing. He's from Minnesota. Our parents raced together our whole lives and our dads both raced with us every weekend, his brother races and his uncle races. So we are a whole big, small crew when we pull into the gate, <laughs> not so small. Yeah. There yeah, you no. go. No, I had to. Sorry. Uh, okay. So what does that look like? Because I know there is a, this is a family affair, a much wider family affair. Paint us a picture of getting what getting ready for the weekend looks like for you and your whole family. Yes. Getting ready for the weekend looks like us all loading up our trailers and our RVs. And it's really, I tell everybody it's, it's kind of like camping. 
Um, so think of, you know, everybody who goes camping, we load up all of our RVs, we pull in, we have reserved spots all next to each other. We all put our awnings out. We usually try to do a little cookout and then we all race. Um, and it's always, it's always fun when we race each other. My um, husband and father-in-law were in a no box final together last weekend. So it's always fun to see everybody compete together um, and have a little rivalry there, but it's all fun. And you're raising two boys. So tell us what they think about this whole thing. They absolutely love it. They are almost three years old and a year and a half, and they will watch racing until you have to pull them away till bedtime. Um, my son Chip will sit and do burnouts with this Hot Wheels and, the, and behind my Zoom calls all day long if, if I would let him. Okay, so what's a burnout? I gotta ask. <laughs> A burnout is when, so drag racing is in a straight line. Um, you pull into the water box, there's water there. Um, you put your car in gear and you kind of floor it and smoke comes out. Oh, oh my gosh. Do you want, do you want them to follow in your footsteps? I would love for them to follow my footsteps. I was talking about this with my husband last weekend. I think drag racing teaches you a lot from an early age, you know, when you're junior drag racing as a kid, you have to decide if you're going to go float down a river or go drag racing that week. So you have to make choices, teaches you a lot about, you know, stamina and compartmentalizing, you know, when you're racing, you have to be able to, you know, kind of, if you had a bad round the round before you still have to suit up and, you know, stage your car again. Um, I think it's great that it's not a, um, opinion sport. I mean, numbers really don't lie. There's no way to fake that. I mean, you go mm -hmm. up, you, stage, you go to the finish line and whoever's win light comes on, that's who wins. So I think it teaches you a lot of responsibility and a lot of work ethic. Wow. Awesome. Thanks Morgan. Bobby, Bobby's up next. Bobby, tell us how you got involved with women lead change. <laughs> well, I got involved with Women Lead Change at a NABO, National Association of Women Business Owners, Iowa, networking event. It was a business summit, and uh, it was one of those times when they uh, said, okay, turn around and introduce yourself to the person behind you. And the person behind me just happened to be the, the famous Diane Ramsey, one of the founders of Women Lead Change. And uh, she, I say that it, my life changed forever from that day because uh, she laid claim to me and said, I need you to be a part of this women's conference that we're bringing to Des Moines. And I thought, first of all, what are you talking about and who are you and why should I get involved? <laughs> and, um, and I just initially kind of, honestly, I blew, I kind of blew her off initially, but she, if you know her, she just keeps, keeps on you. And she called and called and I finally said, okay, look, who's on this steering committee for this conference that you want me to join. And so she tells me, and I'm thinking, would be the biggest mistake of my life not to serve on that committee because there were women that I knew, women I knew of, but I definitely wanted to know them all. And so I, I said, okay. And I jumped in and I, I served, I think for like four or five years on that committee before uh, an opportunity came up to actually come to work for Women Lead Change. And uh, so I was telling somebody just this morning, it's the, it's the best job in the world. I get to connect with the most amazing people every day. And most of them are women. And you know, you were in a well-established career, had your own business. Was it hard for you? I mean, a lot of us are faced with these kind of decisions mid-career or toward the end of what consider, many people consider, you know, a well-established professional career. Was this hard for you? 
No, it, it wasn't. It actually was kind of an extension of what I had been doing prior to, uh, to joining Women Lead Change. I was a marketing and communications consultant and I worked with, um, I had a little network of uh, creative professionals that I worked with all the time, writers, designers, web people. And so I was used to working with a collaborative sort of group and we were um, we were virtual before virtual was even cool and people couldn't even grasp how we could do what we did that way. And so when it came to me being in Des Moines and everybody else being in Cedar Rapids when I started out and just communicating with people, it was it was actually pretty easy for me. And um, since I had been a volunteer on the uh, steering committee, I completely understood and still to this day really respect how much work it is for volunteers to be a part of what we do. You, you're the longest tenured person. It was a lead change. I know you were like maybe six months after me. <laughs> a little bit after. <laughs> yeah. It's like drinking, you know, trying to take a sip from a fire hose. When That's you right. That's it right. In a good way. In a really good way. Thanks, Bobby. There are opportunities to be fearless every single day. Try a new food, send an email to someone you'd like to get to know, learn a new language, speak up in a meeting. At The Business Record, fearless means being bold in facilitating complex conversations about gender issues and connecting those who, like us, believe that women's issues are everyone's issues. Fearless has one simple goal, to help empower Iowa women to succeed in work and life. Join us at fearlessbr.com. Anna, you're up next. We know what you do, the amazing, magical work you do when we see you during the week. Tell us a little bit about what you like to do in your spare time, maybe on the weekends and otherwise. Weekends for me look like anything outdoors and anything sporty are like my favorite things. So normally it's a mixture of playing either spike ball or pickleball or tennis, something like that with my husband or with friends or sand volleyball. That's probably my favorite. Um, or making candles. We kind of have a side gig of just, um, making candles for fun. My husband's in med school. So I felt like I needed all the hobbies when he started that. And so that kind of started from there. So yeah, you'll catch us either outdoors or making candles. Okay. So I've seen some of your magic, your, your candles and they are amazing. How'd you get, how'd you choose candles? And if we wanted to see them, how would we see them? Candles kind of was random. I think it was, yeah, wanting a hobby because he was in med school. And then I was, I think it was honestly because I bought candles and I was like, I'm spending too much money on this. So I might as well mm-hmm. learn how to make it like have something useful. And then my friend caught wind of it and she wanted us to make them for her wedding. So kind of a random, random way to do that. But we do have a website. It's Glen Merle Candles. Um, so Wait, people- say that again. Say that again. Glen Merle Candles. Okay. How do you spell that? Uh, G-L-E-N-M-E-R-L-E. got it well awesome well thank you just spreading beauty everywhere you go oh you're too kind thank you all right jade my friend jade i i hesitate to even ask because i i know the answer to this and we should all aspire to be half as ambitious but tell us a little bit about your morning routine you can inspire us while you're at it <laughs> well, my morning routine kind of depends um what what season I'm in, if you will. 
Right now, I meet with a running group uh, at Nubo. They're just a group of people in the Cedar Rapids area. They post on Facebook whenever they're uh, feeling like they want to meet at Nubo. They call them the Nubo Loops. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a group on Facebook. We meet um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 a.m. And um, the loops are two and a half miles. So oh, sometimes we just do one loop. Sometimes I do more. Um, but usually I start with that. And then I like to take my time getting ready and make my way to the Cedar Rapids office. So the Nubo is just a district for those who don't know, it's a district in Cedar Rapids. I'm curious about though, there, there may be things like this in, in other parts of the country too. How did this group come together? Did it was just formed organically or if others want to create something like this, how did this happen? Um, so actually I got um, familiar with the group through our very own steering committee. Um, a member on our steering committee here at Women Lead Change, she was a part of this group, um, and I had made a comment that I enjoy running occasionally, and she added me to the Facebook group, and from my understanding, it was pretty organic, and if you know somebody who's interested, you just add them to the Facebook, and they normally do um, like a big welcome on that page and just welcome new members, and they're a pretty friendly group and everyone has different backgrounds. So it's keeps you entertained while you're on that run. That's for sure. Very, very cool. Well, we know what gets you out of bed every morning. Our newest edition, Becky, I'm going to ask you that same question. First of all, welcome to the team. Like you've been here forever. Tell us what gets you out of bed in the morning. Well, normally it's my golden doodle. Well, there's that. <laughs> and then also coffee. I think about coffee when I go to bed every night and I think, oh my gosh, I get to have it tomorrow morning. So I love having that first cup of coffee and hanging out with the dog and all of that good stuff. But that's probably oh the God. thing that gets me out of bed. <laughs> coffee. Okay. That must be one heck of a cup of coffee. Yeah. It's so good. I don't know why it is. I used to run like Jade, but not, no, I don't do that anymore. I like coffee instead. <laughs> so what kind of coffee is it just, I'm, I'm listening, asking for a friend here because, yes. which is of course me. Um, I think coffee is like this natural, obviously it's natural caffeine. There's nothing even, I don't drink it, I should say, but when I have an early morning meeting, it's about the only thing that works. So I'd yes. like to, I'd like to like coffee more. Do you have any any tips or how, how do you make yours so magical? I'm very, very basic on almost okay. everything in life. So I just have a normal coffee machine and I just do my Dunkin' Donuts, put it in there, make it. And of course, coffee mate, because I'm also not that healthy. So <laughs> I love the coffee mate, love the coffee. And I can only have about two cups nowadays, but um, it's all I need. It's all good. If you have more than two cups, what happens? Oh, I am. Uh, I am extra credit. A lot. No one needs to be around <laughs> Becky after two cups of coffee. Oh boy. I don't know, team. That sounds like a challenge. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Becky. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mackenzie, our, uh, our newlywed Mackenzie, we know you, you travel to really cool places. Do you have, do you have any favorite spots or a favorite spot? Well, um, one of my favorite places is a place that you can go to 12 countries in one day. And that is at Walt Disney world. Oh, interesting. Yes, Disney yes. world. How many times have you been? I'm just curious. I honestly have probably been over 20 times. I also worked there for, um, a couple months. So from January to May of 2018, I worked there. I, I got to go every day. So that was really, really fun. What did you do there? I was a character performer. So I was 
quote, and you know, I have my air quotes up. Yes. Um, I was friends with characters. So I was friends with Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Stitch, (sighs) Piglet. And my favorite who I was friends with quite often was Daisy Duck. So, oh my gosh, he is such a like sassy and strong woman. And now I get to work with some sassy and strong women too every day. I love it. And I'm guessing there are some of our listeners who have little friends who would consider you an absolute rock star because you know these people. So we feel super, we feel like we're in rare air. Very, very cool. Uh, Before I let you go, for those traveling to Disney, we know there are some, some hacks, Disney hacks to help our experience be, be just super smooth. Any, anything you can, any top tips you can give us as, as a Disney veteran? I would say my biggest tip is to stay on Disney property. Disney mm-hmm. has a lot of resort hotels that are on property that has free transportation to all the different parks. And um, there's a lot of different price points and a lot of different themes. So you can go there as an adult and stay at a hotel and like not even feel that you're at Disney World. So um, that's my biggest tip. I feel like you get the most out of your vacation if you stay at a Disney hotel. And Womenly Change is not sponsored by Disney. Just <laughs> saying. <laughs> Might sound like it. Yes. Well, Tiffany, I hope you didn't think that you would get out of having to answer a question too. So the question that we have for you is what would you tell your 22 year old self? Oh, wow. And I have a 23 year old and a 19 year old. So as I answer this, I'll have to make sure I share this with them. I would have to say, and I know a lot of people listening can relate to this. I'm someone who always wanted to make the right decision and was extremely afraid of failing. You know, everything I did, I always want to make sure that I could do it really well. And, and I'm sure that that kept me from doing some things. I think there's, I, you know, I always wanted to be the best, you know, do the best, have the perfect score. And of course that didn't happen every time, but that pursuit of perfection, I, I have no doubt held me back for, from some really great things. And I think women lead change is one of those things, you know, cause I, I was in a totally different career. And when I was asked to step into this leadership role here, I said, no, because I'd never been a CEO before. So why would I think that I could be a CEO, but then to speak to a little bit of what Amy Eaton said in her comments, you know, there are, we all have these transferable skills that we sometimes forget about. And we know we've all heard the statistic about women having to you know, have all 10 qualifications before we'll apply for the the job. Um, I just, I wish my 20 year old self knew that and to lean on, you know, what I do know, and maybe even more importantly, lean on what I know I'm capable of doing. For example, in this job, it wasn't until I realized and had enough faith in myself to know that there were going to be things that would come my way and I wouldn't have the answers for them. And guess what? That's okay. Because I had faith enough in myself that I knew that I would do whatever it took to get the knowledge, to figure it out. And so I just wish I would have had that piece of confidence and knowledge at 20. Make sure I share that with my girls as well. And I will say everyone listening knows this, these things are a lot easier to say than to do. So, you know, I'll also be the first one to say I'm a work in progress. So working on it all the time. Aren't we all? Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Team Extraordinaire. And I know all of our listeners out there who have a strong family, a strong network of friends, uh, an amazing team of colleagues know that none of us does our 
our work or our life alone. And I consider myself extremely lucky, blessed, privileged, honored, all of that, humbled to be surrounded by such strong, capable people. And I hope that our listeners had a chance to get a glimpse into the the greatness that I get to be a part of every day with this team at Women Lead Change. Thank you, team, for sharing yourselves with all of us. And thank you, Tiffany. We couldn't do it without the great leader that we have to look up to, too. So we appreciate it. Thank you. Get your tickets for the Girls With Goals Become Women of Achievement fundraiser. This event is perfect for the high school athlete in your life with opportunities for the adults, too. Join coach and author Erica Suter at Ashton Hill Farm to learn more about supporting girls in their performance journeys. Purchase your tickets at wlcglobal.org. Proceeds benefit the Girls With Goals Fund. Applications for Girls with Goals grants are open. If your organization works to empower girls ages K through 8 in Iowa, you might qualify. Apply at wlcglobal.org. The Women Lead Change store is open with new book bundles, a perfect way to start a book club or support your virtual team. All of this and more at wlcstore.myshopify.com. Follow Women Lead Change on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. We appreciate it so much. More information and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.